everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Bayou Chronicles. We're your hosts. I'm Crystal. And I'm Bethany. And first off, want to thank you guys so much for tuning into our last Twitch stream. It was a ton of fun. Probably the most fun we've had on one in a long time, if not ever. Like, that I feel was a like lot of it, fun. I feel like we had the most people in chat. Yeah, this like, stream. it was just, We had a lot of people, yeah. It was just a lot of fun. I really enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Um, during that stream, we did pick out September's topic, which... If you weren't watching, you might, you would know, obviously, but um, for those of you who were watching, we all picked out uh, the Oklahoma octopus, is what we're going to talk about, um, <laughs> um, next September the 12th, so that's when our next Twitch stream is going to be. Um, if you're not familiar with the Oklahoma octopus, neither are we. No, so we literally just be... saw it on the chart, and we're like, yeah. yes. We're going to be doing this together. Um, also, if you're not familiar, you didn't watch the stream, we have a folklore chart that Bethany's mom bought for us for our recording studio. And it has folklore for every state. And we just thought that this one was absolutely hilarious. So yeah. that's what we're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just can't get over how ridiculous Oklahoma octopus sounds. But. I know. <sighs> We just, like, we read about, uh, that's why I like streaming on Twitch, um, because we just read a couple off, and everybody was like, Oklahoma Octopus, they were like, uh, yeah, we want that one. Yeah, it's, it was, I think it's just so crazy that it's a landlocked state, and I know, Octopus, yeah. So, we're super excited for the stream. We love talking about everything that you guys pick out for us because normally when you pick it out, it's because it's something that we don't know about and that makes it even better. So keep mm-hmm. sending us suggestions. We love it. You can send those suggestions at any of our socials. Um, obviously, you should know most of them by heart if you don't already. I should make it into a cute little jingle that we can sing. Oh my gosh. Hello. <laughs> but- Basically, it's um, at Instagram. Um, it's at Bayou Chronicles. It's un- Bayou underscore, underscore Chronicles. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I was thinking about the Twitter, mm-hmm. which is Bayou Chronicles. And then, of course, you can find us over on Twitch and YouTube. Just a bunch of different ways, but definitely Twitter and YouTube, or Twitter and Instagram are where you can find us the most and definitely give mm-hmm. us your feedback. Um, but other than that, I'm going to pass it over to Bethany today, and because today we are talking about a, like, the ultimate weird romantic obsessive person um, yes, by the oh name Lord. of Lisa Nowak. Nowak? I, we're gonna go with it. You know me and Crystal, we have the worst time pronouncing words. I mean, literally, I question our talking abilities, but I mean, we're moving on and you can, I hear Joe. If you hear, yeah. If you hear my son in the background, he's the only one awake in my house right now. Cause he's rebelling every night this week. He's been asleep by six thirty-seven. but because mom had to record tonight, 
He's gonna be up. He's up. Anyways, we're thriving. We're moving on. Um, on okay, on today's episode, it's gonna be wild. I'm kind of lying to you a little bit because in the beginning, it's not gonna be as wild, but then we're gonna build up into it. Think of a roller coaster. You know, when you get on it, it's not so bad, and then you get to the top, and you're like, I should not have got on this, and then you go down, and it's like, heck yeah. So yeah, think of that. Um, you're going to think of like Lifetime movie special to the extreme. When my mom listens to this episode, she's going to love that reference because that woman has watched every single movie that is on the <laughs> Lifetime movie network. Um, I am, I'm talking. Your mom is probably going to watch this and realize that there was a Lifetime movie made after this probably. movie. We just don't know about it, but there probably was. I do know there was a Law and Order episode that was loosely based off of this case. Oh, really? Doing was it like a, law, like a regular Law and Order, like an SVU, Criminal Intent? I I don't remember which one it was. I don't think it's SVU because I've seen every SVU episode, but it was one of the Law and Orders. I'm look it up. I'm looking. And up. they did an episode about it. It wasn't like word for word, but they used some things from this case in the episode. And of course, there was like, you know, some A and E specials and stuff like that. But I mean, we're talking single white female. Have y'all have you seen that movie, Crystal? No, I have not. Oh my goodness, that's I a wild ride. That's a it, I don't think it's called... Is it called Single White Female? That's just how I refer to it. I think that is the name of it. <laughs> I have no idea. Basically, it's a crazy girl, and she... It's it's like this. Okay. It very much gives me this case vibes. Um, but it it's Single White Female with a twist, but not really like a twist like in the movie, but it's just... To me, it's a twist because their jobs are just really cool. It's not like an everyday nine to five. Okay. But mixed with a strange love triangle, it's not really a love triangle. But Lisa thinks it is because, what, like Crystal said, it's the ultimate romantic obsession. Um, but this is a case resulting in an astronaut being arrested for the first time ever. That's okay. pretty that's pretty intense. Like literally wow. to be the first astronaut that's ever been arrested. Um I'm not sure I would want that label, but Miss Lisa, she got that one. Um <laughs> to set the mood a little bit, because I promise you guys there is drama. Um, let's start by talking about who exactly Lisa Nowak is. Um, I'm going to refer to her as Lisa Nowak because, you know, in the end, that's who she is. But her uh, maiden name is actually Caputo. So I'm just going to say Lisa Nowak because most people know her as that. Um, but Lisa Nowak. I'm just loving these last names. I know. it. Yeah. Yeah, there's no Smiths up in here. <laughs> hey now or brooks hey you know that they're unique but um lisa nowak was born on may 10th 1963 in washington dc um but literally she spent most of her life in maryland that's just where she was born by one day you know included um i personally never traveled up that far north i know crystal has mm-hmm. um she lived up there in that not in that area but around there i, mean, I thought we were about two hours from dc 
Yeah, so I know I would love to make a trip up there. There's, like, so much traveling that I want me and Crystal to do. We've already, I mean, like, we've got to go to West Virginia for Mothman. Oh, my gosh, yes. Um, If you haven't listened to that episode, go listen to it now. Um, But, yeah, I there's so many places that we need to just make a list of. But growing up, Lisa was fascinated by everything space-related. Um, the moon landing really opened her eyes to, like, this career field. It was, I mean, it was a career field, but when the moon landing happened, it was like, people were like, you know, I want to do this. Like, this could actually be something that I could do, you know, in my future. Um, but when women were first introduced into the space shuttle program in 1978, so, like, almost a decade later after um, the moon landing, it, like, fueled this fire for her to pursue a career in the space program. I mean, like, she was visiting the local space uh, center and, uh, program. She was l- reading, looking, watching everything that she could about space. That's pretty cool, though. Yeah, right? Like, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a veterinarian. That's not as cool as astronaut. But, I mean- like... I kind of always wanted to be an astronaut, but I just knew I wasn't <laughs> smart enough. I mean, okay, when we talk about everything that this woman did, yes, uh, no. Like, I'll be honest, like, Ast- I no. always wanted to be an astronaut, and, like, actually, I kind of always, like, wanted to be in, like, the space military, so I wanted the Space Force Ooh. to exist before Ooh. the Space Force existed. Oh, but again, I knew I was never smart enough. Like every oh, time I man. would try to be smart enough, I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to learn how to do all this math stuff. And then I would try it at like 10 and was like, I can't do this. Oh, this is not for me. See, I'm just, just not going to be this smart. I'm good at math, but the science part of it. Oh, man. No, no, no. I'm good There's at so science. much. I'm bad when the math and science kind of come oh, together. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, they go through a lot, and we're going to talk about it here in a second, but holy moly, yeah, you got a point there, because, like, even doing research and reading some of the words and stuff, like, I couldn't even pronounce the words, that's making me sound really dumb, but I'm just being honest, (laughs) they go through a lot, so, like, props to people that work in the space program, but, I mean, Lisa was an exceptional student, I, if there was an award or anything, she got it, she was so... She was super intelligent. Um, Crazy. I mean, yeah, like, she continuously achieved high grades from, like, elementary school to high school. She competed in several extracurricular activities. She played field hockey. um, And she was even the valedictorian of her graduating class. She was actually co-valedictorian. I didn't know that was a thing. I thought you just, like... Well, maybe if one of them, like, they got the exact same... Same, like, average or whatever. whatever. Yeah. See, I wasn't even smart enough for that. But then again, I was homeschooled, so I kind of was a valedictorian. Oh, heck yeah. (laughs) I wasn't. I mean, I was top 50, not to brag or anything. Okay, not to brag. Hey, girl, hey. Um, But I was definitely not valedictorian. Our valedictorian, she was really nice, though, so I can't say anything about her. If you were top 50, what was that? I don't, you know. We're Not top 50? We're going to move on. Yeah. <laughs> I love my husband. But he honestly passed math because I did half of it. Yeah. He's very smart, but he's like my son, Alex. He cannot sit still and focus. So that's where um, 
Yeah, unless it's like really something he wants to do. So like he's intelligent, but school was yeah, school was hard for him. Um, but yeah, she went on to be co valedictorian. Um, and Lisa actually was accepted into Brown University. If you don't know what Brown University is, it is it's an like, Ivy League. yeah, it's an Ivy League. Like when I was in high school, I wanted to go to Harvard. That's so cliche. Um, I also wanted to go to Duke, but like Brown is one of the top ones. It's really, really good. And she got fully accepted with a full scholarship. Um, wow. but yeah, that's a huge that's accomplishment. Huge. Yeah, but Miss Thing, no. She said, I'm going to space. Um, <laughs> she said, no. But, like, her mom really, really, oh, man. Like, her mom wanted her to go to Brown. She, like, was desperate. I don't know why. Like, I I mean, I'm not getting into parenting, but I would just want my kid to go, to you know, like, wherever they wanted. To do what they wanted. wanted to do. Yeah. But for some reason, like, in her parents' minds, especially her mom, like, going to an Ivy League school was, like, I don't know. I guess it's like a big accomplishment for a parent. Like your child, you know, it's kind of made it. But uh, Lisa had other plans. Uh, she was following her heart. And her heart led her to the United States Naval Academy in Annapolis, Maryland. I don't know if I said that right. You did. Uh, okay. Annapolis, Maryland. Uh, yeah, she wanted to go into the military because the military is like kind of a stepping stone to NASA, if you don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can kind of, like, go into NASA, but being in the military or having a military background, That's like uh, a it helps. Up, yeah. yeah, it helps. But I honestly Isn't it usually, like, the Air Force that people usually go into? Yes and no. It's all branches, no. but yes, mostly a lot of the people in it were um, in the United States Air Force. But, yeah, she happened to go into the Navy. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, I honestly... I wasn't thinking that. I thought people maybe they just like applied to NASA, you know, or they had like master's degrees and stuff. To see if NASA's hiring. <laughs> yeah, but no, it said that a lot. Really being in the military and having that training and you know having your degree and stuff really you know kind of gets your toe in the door and that you know or your foot. I don't know why I said toe. Uh, <laughs> same thing, same body part. Uh, but yeah, I mean it makes sense. But I wasn't really fully thinking of that. Um, it helps. Um, and what is insane is Nowak, uh, first attended the Naval, uh, Academy in 1981, uh, but women had only been allowed to attend since 1976. Um, yeah, so she was actually for, you know, not, it hadn't even been a decade since women were allowed to be in. And I guess because of now, and, you know, we're like, Women empowerment, especially me and Crystal, like, we are, I know we are. We are very much feminists. Yeah, and um, it was, when I was doing this research, that was kind of strange to me um, that women weren't, you know, just starting to do stuff. I mean, I know, obviously I know, I mean, you know. We it's just allowed. weird when you think about how, in how close in recent history. It, yeah, I mean. Really, we weren't when they started doing it hasn't been that long since we were allowed to vote. But, I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know. When I was doing this research, I was like, what? What are you talking about? She was one of the first women? 1981? Like, what? That feels really recent. Recent, and it's not. I mean, you know, but I don't know. In my mind, I was like, are what? Are somebody old? I'm not. But, <laughs> I don't know. Also, I don't know. We're moving on. 
moving on. But yeah, it was it was weird. And she would go on to graduate from the academy in 1985 as a commissioned officer. Um, so yeah, uh, it was. I'm going to fast forward a little bit because I wanted to give some backstory. But this lady did a, a she did a heckin' lot. She was all over the place and she lived her life. Um, but we're gonna kind of like fast forward a little bit. And that was, I think that was, like, December 1985. Yeah, no, this was, pro- this was like, November of 1985. Um, and then Lisa receives her first orders, which that just means the first base that she'll go to after she uh, graduated the uh, Naval Academy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in December 1985, she goes to the Naval Air Station in Pensacola, Florida for her first flight training. Um, I've personally been there. It's right next to my hometown. Um, Pensacola is great if you ever want to travel there, certain areas of it. I'm not getting into too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but it was actually really rare to be chosen for this specific job as a woman. Um, she was going to be learning to fly some pretty, um, pretty intense planes, some, you know, planes that did some pretty important stuff. So cool though. It is. And to think while she was doing this, she had one ultimate goal and that was, I mean, she wanted to be in the Navy. That was great, but she wanted to be an astronaut. So this was just, she's working her way up. Um, and you've got to remember, like, like I was just talking about women were still very much new to this uh, expertise, this job title, um, especially in the military and the Navy. Um, and she beat out a lot of men to get in this class. And the men in her class that did get it, oh, they were not nice to her. Oh, I can't imagine that they were. They hazed her. They were mean to her. You know, typical boys will be boys, even though I really hate that phrase. Um, but yeah, they were, they were jealous, the ones that made it and the ones that didn't resented her. So, I mean, she beat out a lot of men for this class, so props to her, but let's fast forward a little more. Um, Lisa's doing all kinds of training. I mean, I didn't put it all down on my notes, but she did a lot of training and the Navy is sending her all across the East Coast. I'm not really sure why the East Coast, but she went up and down the East Coast to learn and fly several different aircrafts. Mm-hmm. Like I said, very important ones. Um, and she even instructed a few of the simulators. She even taught, once she learned how to do it, she became an instructor and taught other students how to fly those planes. That is crazy. She that, was like, she was like know. breaking the glass ceiling. Oh my god! Even though she ends up being a little, look, <laughs> we're not there yeah, yet. We're getting there. Um, amongst the training and constant moving around, uh, Lisa falls in love. I, that's so okay, exciting! Girl. Hey, girl. Hey. Um, it's a classmate. He wasn't studying like. He wasn't doing training for the exact same thing, but he was a pilot in the Navy as well. So right. they fell in love, and it was magical. Something in common. Yeah, they're both in the Navy. They're both pilots. Um, and on April 6, 1988, she went on to marry that classmate, Richard Nowak. That's mm-hmm. why I'm referring okay. to her as okay. Lisa Nowak, because that's how mainly the media knows her. Um, but they actually got married at the chapel on base. That's, oh, that's so sweet. 
Um, and everything just seemed to be going smoothly. I mean, she's a brainiac. She's a valedictorian. She's kicking butt in the Navy. She went to flight training, and now she's teaching students how to fly. She just got married. I mean, it's really, it's really coming along. And I'm sure you guys are wondering, okay, when is this single white female vibe going to start? And if you've seen single white female, Crystal's going to have to watch that now. Yeah, I'm going to have to watch uh, it now. Cause you I know what I'm no talking idea. about. Like, that girl is crazy. And it, it's coming. It's coming. We're getting there. But, I mean, like I said, I wanted to give a little backstory because the crazy part is kind of tiny. It happens. And we're going to talk about it. But I just wanted to, like, bring to perspective that when stuff happens like this, it doesn't have to be, like, you know, somebody that doesn't have their life together. Like, this lady, Lisa, she had, she's super smart. She just got married. We're going to talk about some more stuff. And then, like, she just kind of flips. So it's strange. Okay. It's strange. She excels at everything in the Navy. And she just snaps one day. So... That's where we're kind of going down memory lane and we're talking about her a little bit. Um, She got married and then just two years later, she entered the U.S. Naval Postgraduate School in Monterey, California. Um, She already had a bachelor's in science. So think about that. She already had a bachelor's while, while being in the Navy and going through all this Navy training. She got a bachelor's in science, but she wanted more. Like she never, she never got enough. It was like she was always thirsting. She was always thriving, wanting more. Like, she was always wanting to better herself, go to school, and do stuff, which is good for her. That sounds exhausting. Uh, but it does she, sound very exhausting. Yes. Thinking about it, I'm tired. Oh, my God. Like, being in the military and all this? and No. Anyway, she was really pushing for that career she had been dreaming about since the early 70s, like late 60s, because, you know, the moon landing. Um, After just two years there, two years, y'all, two years, she graduates with a master's of science in aeronautical engineering and astronautical engineering. So she, like, smart, smart. She got a master's degree in two years. Like, what? She's smart, smart. Oh, my God. Don't tell me women can't do stuff, okay? Like, two years, master's degree? Anyways. Two. Oh, my God. Like, that's insane. And here's the kicker. What's crazy is she was literally pregnant during, like, the last half of her master's degree with her first child. Oh, my God. Because she graduates in September, and then she gives birth in February 1992. So not like like half of it, but like a good portion of it, she was pregnant. Yeah, well, her kid is as old as me. I'm one month older than her kid. Yeah. That's kind of weird. You are. And there's more. So we're getting closer to the drama, folks. Can you feel it building up inside of you? Oh, Well, I'm like it has to be coming because, like, if she is, like, single white female crazy and but she's like smart smart, smart. And all happened, then i feel like i'm just waiting for like the mic to drop like I'm for like for like, like to combust or something or yeah. like you know all this pent-up frustration or whatever i don't know uh, but yeah we're getting there and the drama's close um what everybody's waiting for fast forward a few years to june 15th 1995 
um, NASA ooh, makes a big announcement that they'll be selecting a very specific group of pilots to join the program. Okay. I didn't, I'll be honest. I didn't know there was like set times that NASA like accepted people. I just kind of, I don't know. I just seem like people applied like all the time. Okay. Apparently I know nothing about NASA. I hope everybody is on the same page as me, and I'm not alone here. I didn't but, know that, so it's okay. I'm with okay, you. good. Yeah. So um, I'm not going to explain the whole process because it is really freaking long, and it takes almost a full year. Um, I mean, rightfully so. It's NASA. They're not just going to let anybody astronaut, in. Yeah. Like, you got to be qualified. Yeah, very expensive equipment, you know. Uh, but they basically have to review thousands, and I mean thousands, of applications. And then they narrow it down. It's probably a really lengthy process. And then they call finalists in to do some interviews. Um, and out of the thousands... Uh, Lisa Nowak was one of those 150 finalists. That's not a lot. 150. That, yeah, they narrowed that down a lot. After like tens of thousands of people yeah. probably putting in. Um, she was one of the 150 finalists. So on May 1st, 1996, NASA released the official list of the 16th group of NASA astronauts. 10 pilots and 25 specialists. So in 1996, there had only been 16 groups of astronauts. Think about that. That's crazy. Since, yeah, since the sixties. That's that's not a lot. Like in no. my mind, I thought there there was more. Yeah. But yeah, that's insane. And Lisa was one of them. That's anyway. Lisa had officially become an astronaut with NASA. Technically, she would start a career at with NASA as a specialist. Don't ask me what that means. I'm it's not so even gonna sound pretend. special. Like if yeah. someone said. I'm an ash. I'm a specialist with NASA. I'm an astronaut specialist, and if someone said I'm an astronaut pilot, I would not know the difference. And well, like, yeah, because a pilot obviously NASA. obviously flies the ship. I'm a specialist. I'm assuming maybe her. We'll talk about it a little bit later, but her job when she started was probably like navigation or I was like. Just, I'm just thinking taking like, care of the ship. There's or, one person that flies it, and there's yeah. other people that press buttons to help it fly. Yeah. Oh, Lord. I'm just picturing all the people that are going to roast us and be like, why didn't you do your research? Why don't you know everything about NASA since it started? We ain't got time for that, y'all. I ain't got time for that. Like, We're you want to you you come work my life? Cause We're here for the nitty gritty and I the good stuff. You. I ain't got time to learn all about NASA. I like NASA, but I ain't got time to learn about it. <laughs> we're not going to pretend. At least we're not pretending to know. Would you rather us pretend? Yeah, I don't know anything about NASA. Anyways, life was looking really good. It was looking really cushy, y'all. Lisa even went on to build a house with her husband in Clear Lake City, um, Texas. Ooh. Okay, um, so we're all over the yeah. country. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she was up and down the East Coast. She went from North to South, and now she's in Texas, which makes sense because, you know, it's in Houston, so yeah, Texas, they have to live there. <laughs> but um, in October 2001, Lisa gave birth to twin girls. So she had her oldest in 1992 and now in 2001. Oh, my God, that's almost a 10-year gap. Yeah, but not... she was busy, y'all. She was out there, she like, was, breaking you know, all the ceilings. Yeah. Yep. 
Um, it's really looking like the American dream. And this, I'm not going to lie, this episode reminded me of our Twitch stream. Um, it's not on Apple and Spotify, but if you want to go uh, listen to it on our YouTube channel, uh, this episode kind of reminded me of our Twitch stream we did about the wood chipper murder. Mm-hmm. Um, except, surprisingly, there's no murder. But, like, it, ga- it gave me the vibe. Like, two two people that are very much having the American dream and then one snaps. You know? I don't know. It just made me think about that. But I'm going to fast forward a bit to January 2004. So, three years later. Um, there's a ton of training astronauts have to do before they can even put a toe inside the aircraft i mean i did i did do research on this and holy moly like i mean rightfully so they're not just gonna let anybody inside of the spaceship be like hey go do this no which is sad because i'd really like to jump (laughs) i know be like let's go do this Jeffrey, Jeffrey Bays. Anyway, yes, exactly. Um, he has made he several trips. Jumped in. Yeah, he spends millions of dollars just space travel. Um, he is not an astronaut, and NASA made a statement that he is not, not, an, <laughs> not astronaut. an astronaut. Um, but yeah, Nowak uh, was scheduled to attend a survival training course in Canada. Um, her and her husband, um, they really did a good job of alternating their schedules, which is amazing because they're both in the military and she's working for NASA now. And the fact that they could alternate their schedules for their kids, like kudos to them because yeah, they must be really good at planning. Yeah. Cause dang, that don't happen with my spouse. Like I'm on their time. I'm on uncle Sam's time, but you know, during this training, uh, the kids were obviously well, I mean, with her husband. Well, I mean, if you were husband. an astronaut, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I feel like if you were an astronaut and Zach was just Zach in the military, that they would kind of default to your schedule. They probably would. And because you're yeah. like, she's an astronaut. You're yeah. just in there. Yeah, that's true. And I'm just little old, little old me, so they don't really care mm, when I want to no. do stuff. You're, you're just another number. I'm just here. I'm a dependent. But anyways, getting back on track. So during this training, when she goes to Canada, the kids are with her husband. Um, And, you know, they both have really important jobs. He's also a pilot in the Navy. And they have three kids at home. So, you know, they're making it work. Um, The Navy training basically, or not the Navy training, Lord. This training for NASA, we're talking about Canada, Basically required them to be dropped off at an unknown location. I'm going to let you know what the unknown location is. It was Quebec. Ooh, okay. It was Quebec. Yeah. Giving you a little hot tip there. Um, so they're dropped off at this location. And then they have to report back walking on foot only. Using what, what they have in their survival packs. So. I would die. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm terrible like, at reading maps. I'm gonna be honest. I yeah, I'm just letting everybody know that I would have 100 percent died. No, <laughs> I don't say that I would die. I don't I know. I mean, I feel like I would say that I would die, but I feel like maybe in the moment, I would be like, you know what? This is fight or flight. I gotta use <laughs> everything I ever learned on TV. Oh, and make my uh, naked survive. and afraid. I love exactly. that show. <laughs> That's exactly I think, what I'd end up having to do. I think I'd be okay on their surviving part somewhat. Um, 
but it's the direction. Like, I'm terrible at directions. I wouldn't be able to read a map. Like, I would have to, like, we'd have to have a team captain and be like, I'm following you. I can probably help you, like, catch some fish and stuff or whatever. But, like, somebody yeah. at work the other day literally asked me. They were like, have you seen the North Star at all this w- this week? It's been so bright. And I said, where? I was like, <laughs> what? how do you no, find ma'am. the North Star? Oh, and then we Lord. go outside and she just points at it like it's nothing. And she's like, well, that's North. And I was like, wait, what? Like, wow. How do you just know that? And I like, don't know. That's, that's North and that's the North Star. And I said, no, no. That's what the GPS on our phones and in our vehicles. Exactly. That is... I'm, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> we're spoiled. But, um, yeah. So, they get dropped off in Quebec. And they have to make their way back on foot. Using what they have in uh, their survival kits and stuff. And it took Nowak and her other fellow colleagues. There's about six of them. Uh, 11 days to complete the training. So, it took them 11 days so to get survived back. So, they survived 11 days in the wilderness? Mm-hmm. In Canada. Purpose. In Canada, like, in the winter. On purpose? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. And it wasn't even that far. Like, I can't remember how many miles it was, but it really wasn't that far. But I guess they got, like, turned around at one point and it ended up taking them 11 days. So, I mean, it's amazing that they, you know, imagine, like, what they were. They probably had, you know, like, MREs and astronaut food and stuff like that. But yeah, astronaut food. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's what we're calling it today on Bayou Chronicles. Okay, real. This is this is this is side note too. Why do we need to do survival training in Canada in January if they're astronauts? I'm assuming if they go to the moon or Mars, oh, and me, and they would have to like survive and... on. The moon, first. like maybe if something happens and the ship wasn't working, or maybe it's just for them to be able to be able to travel on the ship. I don't know. That's what I don't know. That's my first thought came to. I don't know. I'm thinking it has more to do with like the temperature number one and how yeah. to survive in a situation where like yeah, because space is cold. Limits. Space is cold, y'all. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if people think about that, but space is cold. It's different. So, yeah, maybe that's, I don't know, that's a good question. I don't know, maybe somebody can write in and tell us. Um, but this, during this training, during this 11 days out in the Quebec wilderness, in the cold, that already sounds like a heck no for me, um, this is when feelings began to arise for her colleague, William Opheline. And I am, I watch documentaries. If it's wrong, I'm sorry, move on. But a fellow astronaut, um, they had actually met before during other assignments and trainings. They were never, they've never like flown together or done anything together, but they had seen each other like at class and just in passing and probably at other like parties and events. Uh, but yeah, once they finished their training in Canada and got back to Texas, they immediately started having an affair. Because Ooh. nothing brings you closer together so, than 11 days in the wilderness. In the wilderness in Quebec. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. must have saved her life or something. And that's why, like, she was so, like... I don't oh, know. I love you. She, she, was was the, she was the only woman. So maybe it was... I don't know. I don't... I don't know. She was the only one out there amongst the sausage fest. But I don't know. It was... And I don't know. It just started an affair, like, instantly. Like, literally, as soon as they got back, it started. 
But, like, why would you start an affair if you're married with kids? Like, I've never understood it. Like, it I just, know. It, it, it hurts my soul so bad because I just want to know, like... Just move why? on. Like, if you're having feelings for somebody, that means you're not in love with your spouse anymore. You don't have that connection. Just move on. That's how I feel. Exactly. That's how I feel, too. It just means, like, you obviously don't want to be with that person anymore. So, just be like, look, I don't want to be with you anymore. Yeah. Just let me know. I promise. That is what women or or men, both of us, or who, whatever you are, they, them, want to know. Just let us know if you're not in love with us anymore. But the affair, like, it started. They got to Texas. They started, you know, getting on it. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm putting down. And it was pretty serious. And like Crystal said, they're both married. These are, they are both married. He, William is also married. Um, holy moly. And being in the military, this affair could end both of their careers. That's kind yeah, of. That's what to say. I was like, this could like. That's dramatic. Yeah, not that's dramatic. Probably not end, but some serious stuff would happen because adultery does not go well with Uncle Sam. Like in the military, I mean, sometimes they try and cover it up, but most of the time they take that serious. You're going to get a stripe taken away. You're going to get, you know, that means your rank taken down or whatever, or you'll get kicked out. It's, yeah, it happens. So they were... They were risking a lot. I mean, they're both astronauts at NASA and in the military. They're both in the Navy. But, yeah, William's wife actually, um, a few months into the affair, ended up reading emails between him and Nowak. That really tells you what time this was. Uh, oh. not, not text messages. Okay. Emails. Emails. I mean, we still email today, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. She filed for divorce immediately. Like, she let him know, absolutely not. As you should, queen. Know your worth. She saw those emails. She confronted him about it. He said, yeah, we're having an affair. And she was like, all right, I'm gone. And she was out. I mean, he didn't even, doesn't even seem, like, remorseful. He doesn't because, well, in, when he did an interview, he kind of tried to lie. And he said that... Him and his wife were actually separated and had already filed for divorce when he started having the affair with Nowak. But I don't know. I don't believe that. I, I mean, I wasn't there, but I just personally don't get that vibe from him. I think, yeah, I think that's a lot. There's no way that he was having just conveniently started having an affair when he got separated yeah so, but i don't believe it either way even if that's the case lisa was still married lisa had a husband you know and three kids at home so either way she's in the wrong too it's still an affair yeah and that didn't i mean that the divorce did not stop the affair it didn't stop there after william moved out and uh, moved across town into his own apartment he actually gave uh lisa her own key to the apartment. I mean, that's pretty bold. Okay. You just got a divorce because your wife found out you were cheating. And then you give your mistress that's still married a key to your place. I feel like that's asking for trouble. That it. I mean, and later's neighbors would state to like reporters and stuff. And, you know, you know, reporters went out there like vultures. Mm-hmm. Um, that she was kind of like a frequent visitor to the complex. Like, they saw her often. They kind of thought she lived there. I mean, they probably, to be honest, they probably assumed that 
that was William's girlfriend, if she was there all the time. They don't know. They don't know her story, you know, or what her life actually is. Um, they probably didn't think anything was going on. But the affair actually ended up lasting for over two years, closer to three years. Jeez. And, yeah, holy moly, like, the fact that it went on that long. Um, and during that time, Lisa actually traveled to space. That's crazy. They, they never flew together, like I said. But she actually, she accomplished what she had always wanted to do. She ended up going up um, into space and working on a few things. That was pretty exciting for her. Um, but in 2007, uh, Lisa and her husband actually separated. They kind of, they didn't divorce. They kind of just went their separate ways and kind of just kept co-parenting in a way, which good for them. That's how it should be. Yes. In in her mind, she just automatically assumed that this would be the perfect opportunity to start planning a future with Opheline. She just Such kind of like... Name. Such a great name. I know. Why even separate? Like, just tell your husband you want a divorce. Like, you're separated and your first thought is, oh, goody, I get to plan a future with my uh, my lover. <laughs> yeah no just divorce your husband you don't need to separate like what what are you separating um but however opheline ended the affair when he began seeing a woman by the name of colleen shipman um the two met at a house party in orlando he was doing some traveling they are military and he ended up meeting up with some friends and then um colleen was at the same party and they kind of just really hit it off, and they really liked each other, so they kind of decided to kind of see where that journey would go. And Shipman, at the time, was a captain in the United States Air Force, so she was also military, so that's probably how they met. It was probably like, you know, yeah. a bunch of military buddies having a party, and um, she was stationed there. She was actually stationed at Patrick Air Force Base, which is down south. Um yeah, so they just met a little a little get together, um, but guys, this is we're we're here, y'all. We're to the drama. This is single white female. It's getting it's revving up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but Lisa, um, she immediately starts freaking out because Opheline is very serious about Colleen, and he cuts it off with Lisa. She's, I'm just going to be honest. Hold on. Opheline, you know what it reminds me of every time you say it? Mm. Have you seen The Handmaid's Tale? Yes. Where they're like, a Fred? Oh, yeah. This is oh, literally Lord. what I think every single time. Oh, say his name. I'm like, oh, my Lord. God. I can't. Now that you have said it, you're not going to be able to unhear it, though. I'm not. You know. But, yeah, she immediately starts freaking out because he's getting pretty serious with Colleen. I don't know what was different about. Maybe all this time Lisa was just a booty call. I don't know. But he gets super serious with her, and he cuts it off with Lisa. He's like, no, I have a girlfriend now. We're getting serious. I We can't see each other anymore. And she is like, oh, absolutely not. And she just starts. She just, she snaps. This is the moment. She snaps. Um, and she uses that key that I mentioned earlier to completely stalk him. I mean, it's creepy. It that gets, yeah. Creepy. She searches the, she basically 
knows his schedule. They're both working for NASA. They're both astronauts. She knows his schedule. So while he's at work or while he's out of the apartment, he she just like spends hours in there searching the apartment and she ends up searching his computer um and this is when she reads emails you know some more spicy emails exchange from lover boy to shipman that sounds familiar doesn't it doesn't it sound familiar it sounds just like yeah it sounds like his poor wife finding emails of him uh not really sexting what would be the email version of anyways emails email sexting you know i feel like because this is from a generation where we didn't do that i have no idea what you would call it i don't know yeah no but hold on can you sending spicy emails like 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 taking the time to write out this super sexy oh my god oh my god God. And then they end today, and then like having to wait, wait till like, they reply. Yeah, oh. like, well, I wonder when they're gonna see it, and you know, I wonder oh, if they read Lord. it. And think <laughs> today we're spoiled. We have we can send voice messages, like voice text messages. We don't even have to type. You ain't gonna type anything. You just oh, do it. Oh Lord! But yeah, she goes in and she ransacks the apartment. And she sees the computer, um, and she sees these emails. But, I mean, this dude can't help himself because I feel like he is part to blame because, I mean, he led Lisa on all these years. He had the affair with her. He divorced his wife. She leaves her. She separates from her husband. And then he goes and gets a girlfriend and then just, like, kicks Lisa. Like, he's he's in there to blame, y'all. It's not all her. They're I feel like such a great people. Such I great know. People. But... Yeah, the emails are spicy for like the early 2000s. For us now, it's really not spicy, but to them, it was like, ooh. Um, it was basically like a bunch of emails of them, like the next time they're supposed to meet up in Orlando, and Shipman's talking about wanting to rip his clothes off and jump all over him. And oh, okay, kind of, kind of PG 13, but in Lisa's eyes, it was like. Oh my god, she is taking my man and I have got to do something about it. Um yeah, so she thanks to these emails, she finds out Shipman will be making a flight back to Orlando like she knows the flight she's going to be on, the time she lands, where this she is lives. Kind of scary. I know. That is scary. Somebody could literally break into your home and just find all these details about your life that easily. I mean, like, literally, she just went, she had a key, went in there, got on his computer, knew her flight number, when it was landing, her address, all because he was emailing his girlfriend. But, I mean, like, why did he change the locks to his apartment? They broke up. Because he didn't think it was that big of a deal. However, this woman should have worked for the FBI, right? not NASA, or maybe like been like a collaboration between the two. I don't know. The first thought is if you break up with somebody and they have a key, like get the key back, which yeah. even when you do that, they could have made a copy or just change, change your locks. locks. Yeah. Anyways, that's how she ends up getting all the info. Um, okay, guys, it's happening. Buckle up. Get your popcorn. It's it's about to get weird, y'all. 
not really good because I feel like that's rude of me to say I've been kind of hyping this up um, because somebody does get traumatized at the end of this, but it's insane and it's what we live for. It's, it's, people tab- it's taboo. Going off the yeah, it's people snapping because it happens. And Lisa immediately starts planning her trip to Orlando because um, that's where Shipman will be landing. And she's going to confront Shipman and get her man back. Oh, she's going to let her know. She's going to let her know that that's her man. She better back off. They've been sleeping together for almost three years. And they're going to, you know, get married because she's separated from her husband. And she's got all this in her mind. This is so much drama. And she hasn't even talked to the dude. Oh, like, she doesn't even know what's happening. She just broke into the house. Yeah, like, she hasn't talked to William. This shipman lady doesn't even really know who she is. I mean, she knows a little bit about her. And, and, oh my gosh, y'all. Yeah, the drive from Houston uh, to Orlando is 14 hours. It's just shy of 1,000 miles. It's like 970, something like that. Why but, would she just not fly herself? Okay, doing my research for this, that was my, I was like, homegirl knows when she's landing. Why doesn't she get a flight that lands before hers? That's what I'm thinking. Uh, and the kids are with her husband, so it's not like she needed to make an alibi or something. Yeah, I don't know. she doesn't sound very smart. Like, this she's, lady sounds like when she gets, like, angry She's book smart. she's not smart. She's book smart. She's definitely book smart. But she is not street smart because, man, I would have booked a ticket. There ain't no. Yeah, so what that's I a know. That's a long trip. I've personally driven 19 hours before. 10 out of 10. Do not recommend. No, I mean, 14 drove, isn't that bad. But, we uh-uh. drove... Shreveport to where Tyler's family lives in Pennsylvania, and I think it's 21 hours. And so we had to split that up in two days because I was like, eh, I'm not going to do that. Yep, that's how long. It was about, well, it was about 18 and a half, but I just rounded up to 19, you know, or 19 or 20 with, like, stops and stuff. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, ours was, like, 21. That was, like, GPS 21 Yeah, hours. That was not stops for gas and to stretch your legs. Oh, yeah. No, because New Mexico to Florida is a boring drive because Ugh. half of your trip is Texas. The state of Texas is freaking big, y'all. Massive. Anyways, so she starts planning this 14-hour drive. She's got to get there. She knows when the flight's landing. She's got the time. She's getting prepped. Um, I mean, we make stops along the way. I mean, like Crystal just said, they make stops. Sometimes we would do our trip in two days. I ain't trying to do all that with children and dogs. But it's just Lisa. Um, you know, you gotta get out, stretch your legs, get something to eat. Uh, not Lisa Nowak. Uh-uh, no ma'am. She is, she is not. She's not wasting time. She's gotta get there and confront, uh, this new lady in her man's life. This is so dramatic, y'all. Like, I'm not, I just can't, I don't think I'd have the time and the energy to do all this for a man. I'm sorry. Yeah, I love my husband, but either. uh-uh. Like, at a certain um, point, I'm just like, look, if this is what you want. You can have him, girl. Just, like, Like, no. you can wash his nasty underwear. I ain't gotta do it no more. Well, Bye. Miss Lisa, she had it all planned out. She couldn't waste a second. Uh, she had to make it to Orlando 
on time to catch shipment. She, she was like adamant about that. She had to get there. And her genius idea, you may ask. <laughs> the answer is she wore astronaut diapers along her drive from Houston to Orlando. Yeah, she wore diapers. Um, I she, just, I just yeah. wanted to throw up. That's yeah, ma'am. I'm is a it really that woman. big of a deal? No, no, ain't, dear, no. Ain't no man on this earth. Oh man, wearing an astronaut diaper for a 19-hour drive. I have been with my husband for 11 and a half years. And I love him. I love him with all of my being. But I am not driving 14 hours wearing an adult diaper to confront his new lover. Uh-uh. No. No. Absolutely not. Not worth Anyways, it. Anyways, she, she literally, during that 14-hour drive, stopped once. And that was literally just to change her diaper. Oh, my lord. This woman is so smart to be so dang dumb. Oh, she had a oh man. I said astronaut diaper because that's how they first uh, described it. But later they would determine they weren't actually like NASA, like uh, actual NASA diapers or whatever. Um, they were literally just depends. But that's, it is what it is. Regardless, oh regardless, she, she yeah, regardless, she had on adult diapers. Um, they would later search her BMW. I'm kind of like bouncing back and forth. Um, they would later search her BMW to find two, the two used diapers. Cause she took it off when she got the, the second one, when she got the airport, oh she can't God. be, she can't be walking around with a diaper on around the airport. Oh, so about, please tell me. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to know. I know exactly what you want to know, and I don't, <laughs> don't want to know. I don't want to know. Second, I thought I had the thought, and then I was oh, like, no, I don't want to know. Oh lord! But yeah, when they searched her car later, they found the two used diapers, as well as a pack of baby diapers in her trunk. So like. Was that from her kids? But her kids are older. They were born maybe, in 2001 and 1992. This is 2007. Maybe she just thought that, like, she could wear the baby diapers. And then she tried to put them on and was like, this isn't going to work. And realized she needed adult depends. Maybe. Somebody had said they were from them evacuating for a hurricane. But her kids are older, so I'm not sure why they would need diapers unless they... I don't know, just need a little help. But yeah, they oh, found so weird. Okay. packs of baby diapers in the trunk and the two used ones in the front passenger seat. Wow, that's a lot to unload right there. Um, Imagine, literally, let's just all imagine. Imagine being so obsessed with a man you wear adult diapers to go confront his new girlfriend. Think about that for a second. No, man. All right, do you that. love the man that you're with right now enough? To wear an adult diaper and drive across country. I think it's more of like, are you obsessed, obsessed. with him? Yeah, it's because oh, if you loved man. Them, you no. let him go. You let him move on. You let him be with the new person. Yeah. But oh lord, this is like, oh man. Anyway, so strange. After the long and weird drive, because it was weird, y'all. You think about her driving wearing that diaper. Um, Lisa makes it to the airport in Orlando. Um, it's a, it's a big airport. I don't know if, if you've never been there. It's a big international airport. And she, she had it all planned out. Some will speculate Lisa was going to murder Colleen. 
which isn't that far off because there was some strange stuff in her BMW. Um, police did find duct tape and a knife in the trunk of her car, um, along with some latex gloves and a BB gun. That's odd. That's weird. A BB gun. I don't know. That was, but that was just weird. I feel like she was just rushing and panicking and she was throwing whatever she could in her trunk at the time. Um, but Lisa actually ended up arriving a few hours before shipment's flight landed. She must have been, like, speeding. Like, she was probably, like, a bat straight out of hell. Yeah, she's probably going, like, oh, like way over Lord. the speed. But, yeah, she actually got there, like, two or three hours before the flight landed. So, that was insane. Um, and okay. there, there is actually footage from the airport you can watch. Um, she's in full disguise long trench coat, a wig, and then a hat thrown on top of it. Um, okay. So this was totally planned out. I feel um, like that's like stereotypical disguise. Though. Trench coat, like in Orlando in February, like it's probably mm. a little chilly, but not, it's Orlando. Yeah, it feels a bit excessive. Um, th- This was definitely planned out because she just didn't hop in her car and drive to Orlando. I mean, she had to grab the adult diapers. She has the disguise. She has the gloves and the duct tape and the, the knife and the pepper spray and the BB gun. Um, She kind of just lurks around the airport. She really makes herself look suspicious on the, on the footage because she's kind of just pacing back and forth. And it's, uh, it's weird. She does, she kind of looks like someone waiting to pick somebody up, but her attire is weird for Orlando in February, like I said. And she stays fairly close to the baggage claim area. Um, and on the footage, you can see Shipman finally walk into view, and she's waiting for her bag. Um, she has no idea <laughs> this lady just drove 14 hours wearing diapers to attack her. She just God, waited. I hope she didn't smell bad. Oh, Lord, I don't want to think about it. It, But um, it actually took several hours because there was a delay. They ended up waiting three hours for their bags. So she just so sat there. She's just sitting there staring at her while this lady waits for her bag for three hours. You cannot tell me she didn't at some point think, oh, okay, maybe I should shouldn't leave. have done this. Yeah, this was this was a bad decision. That's that makes it even crazier. It's creepy. Um, and Noak even rides on the same shuttle bus as shipment to the parking garage. But <laughs> yeah, that's creepy. But shipment had kind of already like picked up on Noak. She was like, there's some, like, weird lady following me. She kind of just got that vibe, which good for her for knowing yeah. her surroundings. Um, and when they get into the parking garage, Noak uh, makes up some lame story, and she, like, walks up to Shipman's car. Something about, you know, her boyfriend left her, and she needs a ride, and could she borrow her phone? And uh, at first, Shipman, like, like tells her no i mean it's this lady in a trench coat just kind of following you she tells her no um and gets in her car and starts it up but then noak starts crying and she kind of feels bad so she slightly rolls down her window and this is when noak reaches in and pepper sprays her straight to the face 
Like, with, why? I don't. Why? I she was going to talk to her. I thought she was going to confront her. So, yeah, Shipman was smart enough to, like, quickly roll the window back up. And she had already let the security guards know in the parking garage that she had a lady following her and she felt a little uneasy. So, when they heard the commotion, they, like, instantly uh, ran over. So, like, she didn't even, like, accomplish anything. She pepper sprayed her, but then she immediately got, like... Arrested. Arrested. So, yeah. Uh, that did not work out. The, the smartest book smart lady is does not have any street smart. Also, what happened to talking? We're just going to straight up pepper spray people? That's how we talk? Man. You couldn't reach out to her and be like, look. Look, I'm such and such. But anyways. You're was- sleeping with a guy that I love. And I yeah. want you to leave him alone. Leave him alone. He's my man. Uh, uh. But no. And she was charged with attempted kidnapping, thanks to all the goodies they found in her BMW. Um, along with some other charges, obviously aggravated assault because she freaking pepper sprayed this yeah. lady that the lady doesn't even know. Shipman doesn't even know her. Um, yeah. And later the judge uh, felt attempted kidnapping wasn't enough. He took into account all the stuff that we talked about was in her trunk. Um, and he kind of thought maybe, you know, she planned to kill Shipman, which I kind of feel like if she I think had that the makes sense. yeah, I feel like if she had the opportunity, she probably would have, but she couldn't get to Shipman because she got in her car quickly and then wasn't really like buying the, my boyfriend left me at this random parking garage at the airport. Can I use your cell phone? Kind of a lame story. Not gonna lie, Lisa. Uh, but yeah. And her bond was set at $25,000. And she had to wear an ankle monitor at first. Um, And this is where it kind of gets like she definitely played murder. They investigated her computer and they found that she had been researching how to dismember a body and cut it up properly and Uh, without people knowing. uh, She totally... Yeah. Planned um, to murder her. And I wish I had a better ending for you guys, but what's weird is Nowak just kind of got off without any repercussions. The judge just was like, hey, stay away from her, and if you can make sure you stay away from her, I'll let you get off with time served because she spent two days in prison no. uh, while they got everything ready. Yeah. Absolutely so, not. And the case was closed. And, um, yeah. Um, Did she at- lose her job? Okay, yeah, we're getting there. Uh, after all that happened, NASA actually let Nowak go, obviously. I mean, obviously, they can't just keep some psycho lady where can't NASA. Yeah. And they let William Ophelin off because of, one, adultery, um, and two, it was just too much drama, and they didn't feel like he fit at NASA anymore. So, uh, yeah, I, I'd agree. Yeah, so because you're a crazy lady that you had an affair with went crazy of your new girlfriend, you lost your cool job at NASA. I wonder if she has a social media. Um, so what I could find is her husband actually ended up divorcing her later that year in 2007, rightfully so, King. Uh, and Shipman and Ophelin are actually still together, and they live in Can in not Canada. Oh Lord, Alaska. It's close, but not the same. Uh, They live in Alaska now. Um, They're no longer in the military. He, like I said, 
was let go from NASA mm-hmm. and, and the Navy. And uh, she got out of the Air Force because she said of being pepper sprayed and all the, like, the PTSD from it, she couldn't do her job anymore. So she just basically retired. But they live in Alaska now. And wait, they- wait, wait, wait. She can't do her job now because she got pepper sprayed? Okay, yeah. She said getting pepper sprayed caused her to have health issues. Like, she has high blood pressure now and a lot of other stuff. And it caused her a lot of traumatic stress. She says she has PTSD from it. And she doesn't go anywhere without a gun anymore. And she spent the first couple of months sleeping in a room with, like, her dresser pushed up in front of her door because she was afraid Lisa was going to come hunt her down and kill her. Because of what they found on her computer about wanting to cut up bodies. Dis- dismembering bodies or whatever. But yeah. Oh, okay. But yeah, they, her and Opheline are still together and they live in Alaska. And they started their own photography business, which is very random, but also good for them. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. I, wish I, I wish I had a more, like, I wish this ended with, like, Lisa being in prison. I feel like she definitely, I mean, what, I don't know, maybe because she was an astronaut and she was, like, so well-respected and a lot of people came forward and gave uh, statements during the trial defending her. Because she really was a good person. She just, like, snapped. But, yeah, she literally basically got off scot-free she spent like a few days um in lockup and yeah and there's not much on her anymore her husband divorced her she had to quit her job at nasa and that's basically it and shipman and opaline are living happily together in alaska because i guess they wanted to get far away from her as they could it's a wild, it's a wild ride. That I feel like that was the most strangest case that I, I, I personally had to do on here. I know we've talked about some weird ones, because it started out so positive and so like, yeah, woman power, and then it just went straight to I'm gonna wear a diaper and pepper spray this poor girl in a parking garage at an airport. She's crazy. It's crazy. It's wild. It's anticlimactic because it got wild, but then it kind of just like, she kind of just got away with it, I feel like. It's kind of even funnier to me, though, because she she really wanted to do this because she sat there for three hours staring at her so she really wanted to do this but it's kind of sad because i I don't i want to know what she planned did she really plan to like murder her she said she didn't she still to this day claims that she just wanted to get shipment like oh somewhere private where she could talk to her but it just went wrong and all she she panicked and just pepper sprayed her but yeah, she wanted to talk to her. So why did you have duct tape and latex gloves and a knife and a BB gun and all this other stuff? And why are you googling how to dismember bodies? Unless she was planning on killing her husband, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's wild, and it's it's all over the place. But yeah, that's that's today's episode.
That's the wild ride. That is Lisa Nowak, formerly known Lisa Caputo. It's okay. crazy. We made it. We made it through. I know. Now everybody's going to have to go watch Single White Female. Yeah, because I want to see this movie now. It's crazy. It's 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 probably going to be more drama filled than this. I mean, there was drama. And I wanted to talk about it today because, I mean, it's a little bit different than what we normally do. It's not like a murder. It's not like a conspiracy. It's just kind of somebody that really, like, had every aspect to be something great in life. And they just literally snapped. And it's going to be hard for her to have a career now or any type of life. Because now she'll, na- she'll forever be the astronaut that got arrested for wearing adult diapers so she could go pepper spray her lover's new girlfriend. Man, that's a mouthful. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, that's all I've got unless Crystal wants to add any, no, I'm anything on to it. one. But yeah, write into us. Like Crystal said, our socials are Instagram, Bayou underscore Chronicles. You can find us on Twitter, Bayou Chronicles. Twitch and YouTube is Bayou Chronicles Podcast. Let us know what you think about today's case. Do you guys like that we did today's case? I know it's not murder, technically, even though she did some strange Googling. It's not really a conspiracy. It's not spooky, but it was kind of just like, you know, it was out there. It was interesting. It was worth talking about. Do you want us to keep doing these? Um, but yeah, we thank you guys so much for listening tonight. Um, and we will see you guys next week. Thanks. Have a good night.